Hi, I'm Hayden. I'm Shazer. And welcome back to episode, what, four of Marvel for Dummies? Yeah, episode four. And today we're doing our episode about Spider-Man. The one, the only, the amazing wall crawler. So as you all probably know, Spider-Man, a.k.a. Peter Parker, was bitten by a radioactive spider on a field trip to a science lab. After there was a malfunction in the machine, the radioactive spider got away, bit Peter, blah, 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 blah. I'm sure you already all know this. Also, as a side note, Peter's parents died in a plane crash when he was really little, and he was raised by his Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Once being bitten by the radioactive spider, uh, Peter Parker gained his powers, which includes superhuman strength, speed, agility, being able to crawl on walls with his uh, hands and feet. He has a spider sense, which can warn him of incoming danger, and he has also invented web shooters and various other gadgets over time. Common misconception, the web shooters are actually small bracelets that are activated by pressure points on his hand. They are not spider butts on his hands. After gaining his powers and inventing his web shooters, Spider-Man entered the wrestling community without revealing his identity which later on proved to be one of his greatest secrets, although he revealed it during the Superhuman Civil War after being persuaded by Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man. One night, while performing at a wrestling thingy, whatever you call it, a burglar broke into their small, his small apartment, and um instead of doing anything about it he decided to keep doing his wrestling thing when he returned he figured out that uncle ben had stayed inside the house against the burglar thinking that peter was still home and in the process uncle ben was shot and killed spider-man then vowed to use his powers only to help others and brought the murderer to justice that is about the point when he started patrolling the streets, got active in the superhero community, and became what you know today as your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. After becoming an active superhero, Spider-Man acquires more than a few villains, including, but definitely not limited to, Electro, Green Goblin, Rhino, Craven the Hunter, Sandman, Venom, Carnage, Lizard, Hobgoblin, Vulture, Dr. Octopus, Mr. Negative, Chameleon, Shocker, Black Cat, Jackal, Taskmaster, Tombstone, Dr. Doom, Carlos Lobo, Dormammu, Makvi, and among many, many others. One of the main points in the whole Spider-Man story is what is known as the Clone Saga, which is also technically the origin story of the Scarlet Spider. This whole saga is started when Peter Parker, uh, Spider-Man, and Norman Osborn, a.k.a. the Green Goblin, are battling. And Spider-Man's girlfriend, Gwen Stacy, in the process of the battle, is killed. 
after Gwen Stacy's death, the villain, the Jackal, a.k.a. Miles Warren, cloned both Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy, and in the process learned that Peter Parker was the Spider-Man. Once Peter Parker found out about the Jackal's plot, him and his clone both teamed up to stop him, and after the battle, one of the clones, uh, we don't know which one, and the Jackal, both presumed dead, were thrown into a incinerator, although both of them somehow survived. Oh. The clone that survived the incinerator eventually escaped and took took upon himself the mantle of the Scarlet Spider and became known as Ben Riley, a combination of his uncle's name and his aunt's maiden name. While genetic testing proved that Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider, was supposed to be the original... After a face-off with the Goblin, uh, with both Spider-Men, Scarlet Spider fell down dead and disintegrated like any other clone, proving Peter Parker to be the original once and for all. In this next little bit, we're going to go over some of Spider-Man's greatest foes and villains. Although little know his secret as the role of one of Spider-Man's greatest nemesis, that the plural for nemesis is nemesis. I don't care. It's nemesi now. All right. So he becomes one of Spider-Man's greatest nemesi, and um, he and unlike the Green Goblin that most of you probably know, he actually starts out a normal person simply with technological gadgets and whatnot. Although eventually, to increase his ability to fight. Spider-Man, he takes what is later known as the Goblin Serum, which later is um, taken by the villain Hobgoblin, which we'll talk about in a later episode, probably. After taking the Goblin Serum, he becomes green and warty with pointy ears and a very narrow face. Although it increases his strength and becomes an even greater villain to Spider-Man. He has a mental breakdown and goes insane. After coming back, presumably from the dead, like all good villains do, the Green Goblin eventually takes on the Carnage alien symbiote and becomes what is known as the Red Goblin, further increasing his strength and other abilities and gives him his own sort of new superpowers, and makes him very strong, which also takes Spider-Man, some of the Fantastic Four, and other sort of random heroes to eventually take him down and take out Green Goblin once and for all. Dr. Octopus, also known as Doc Ock, was a man known as Otto Octavius, who grew up in New York and had kind of a rough upbringing. His father was abusive and violent towards him and his mother, and 
eventually led to Otto being immersed into his schoolwork and studies. Once he reached puberty, he was hinted that he had a lower level telepathic mutation, which may have been a cause of his father's death, although that is not confirmed. During an accidental lab explosion, four extra mechanical arms refused to Octavius's body and made him turn to a life of crime. He became one of Spider-Man's greatest foes and nearly beat him so bad that Spider-Man considered giving up his mantle of superhero. But luckily this did not happen. He was inspired to continue by the Human Torch so that he could help him defeat Dr. Octopus. So last on our list of villains today is the alien symbiote known as Venom. Venom is part of a race of alien symbiotes that live on a far-off planet that, unless they're attached to a host, cannot live in an environment full of oxygen. Venom reached Earth on a meteor that crashed outside Manhattan. The Venom symbiote then snuck into Peter Parker's apartment and infiltrated itself into one of his suits, which in turn be made Spider-Man be his host, which also gave Venom more than one, if not all, Spider-Man's abilities and attributes. After Spider-Man manages to rid Venom from his suit, which he found he could not take off, through the help of Reed Richards, also known as Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four, um, Venom finds a host in Eddie Brock, a newspaper editor, also a rival of Peter Parker's in the workplace of the Daily Bugle, a newspaper run by J. Jonah Jameson, who is kind of critical of Spider-Man. Anyway, Brock and Venom's hatred of Peter Parker and Spider-Man kind of gave birth to the Venom you now know and perhaps love. Although Venom has fought Spider-Man on multiple occasions, he eventually became a vigilante and became what is known as a anti-hero, sometimes helping Spider-Man and being kind of good, and sometimes not. Venom was also the cause of the birth of the symbiote known as Carnage. And while Venom has a kind of sense of good, though mostly driven by his hate of Spider-Man, um, Carnage is his namesake. He kills and ravages and is seemingly really fond of spikes for some reason. He, yeah. Spider-Man and Venom had to team up and almost nearly died stopping Carnage for the first time. As always, thanks for listening. Tune in next time for our next episode, our first episode on a villain, the villain known as the Mighty Galactus.